Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. This episode of the Live Better podcast is brought to you guys by Navitas Organics. Navitas Organics is committed to creating a healthier world through reinvigorating organic farming and plant-focused lifestyles. We've been using Navitas products um, on our retreats as well as personally for years now. Uh, This is Brett. I love to make my crazy tea in the morning. So I add in matcha, turmeric, and their cacao. All of these are organic and raw. Blend those up together with some almond milk, and that starts my day off with an energy boost as well as a longevity-focused way to approach the day. And I use the cacao reishi longevity blend more as a tea or an additive, and I will add that to a bedtime tea as a wind-down, and I like the cacao because chocolate is a good addition to just kind of like tea at night and just feeling good before I'm ready to wind down. One of the other things I love using is their detox formula. It comes in a single-serve packet, so I bring that with me while I'm traveling, so right before I get on a plane or when I get to a new hotel room, it's just a really good way to clear out your system. Again, we've been using these guys and, and love their message and everything that they're doing, so if you guys are interested in them, make sure you check out Navitas Organics and have the best day ever. Woo! Brett and Jason here, Live Better Podcast. We are here talking about 2020 yeah direction so in lieu of setting new year's resolutions or at least starting this conversation early um, because we don't like to wait till the last minute uh, you got a whole month left ahead of you to get a head start on these and i think new year's resolutions generally fall off because they are um, nondescript we generally start in a deficit after going through the full holiday season especially if your goal is fitness or health related. Um, You're putting yourself in a hole by eating and lounging and you get kicked out of your routine. There's a lot of travel, there's a lot of downtime and it does make it harder to get motivated and do things. And then all of a sudden, January 1st, after we get drunk all night on New Year's Eve, we think it's gonna be the best time to start something like that. Um, But I like starting early and this year, we're gonna talk about setting directions rather than resolutions. Instead of being so resolute about what we think we're gonna achieve, it's better to set an overall direction and then set goals and have conversations underneath some of that direction. So I'll start, one of my directions for 2020 is to explore more of my creativity. So smaller goals, subset, just like some fun things I wanna do is learn to play an instrument more often. I think it's gonna be piano, but I haven't totally decided yet. Um, 
explore more calligraphy and like creative handwriting like as a form of art and then also explore more creative writing so I write a lot for our Wake Up Wednesday which is a little bit more actionable and technically it has a creative element to it because I'm getting creative about how we want to say things but I'm talking more like freeform writing like things like poetry things like even fiction um, I have like a small idea for a kids book which I've put notes down for but haven't really put any like structure or real form to and I think in doing so it expands some of my capacity for language and the fourth part of that is to um, deepen my like span language learning for Spanish so what I want to do is explore some more of those creative sides and then use my health and wellness goals to fuel that so sort of like tying that back to how we talk about everything like there is a purpose to training it's not just looking good it's not even just feeling good it's what you do after the fact and I want to explore more creative outlets on the back end of health and wellness and then I want sort of my voice for next year to sort of follow along that like this is how health and wellness helps you explore creativity not only just in arts so not only just music or like traditional creative formats but also in athletics for athletes who are looking for other outlets for that um, and starting that conversation so my big direction I think for 2020 at least that I'm going to start this conversation with is to explore more of that creative side so do more creative things on demand and then set goals underneath that so music language learning and creative writing yeah I think that is uh, it's interesting enough because it ties into to some of the things that I want to talk about too and I think my big thing um, is you know one of the one of the pillars and things we talk about a lot is going to be creating process around business and time to then free up time to pursue things like that so one of my goals this year was to learn to sing and I took a bunch of voice lessons and it was super fun and I was getting out of my comfort zone and I and I it was great I was like wow I can actually like understand pitch but I'm looking back I'm like why did that fall off and then I'm like well I did marathon training we were growing our business we had a retreat we did a corporate wellness talk with all these different things and I, and I look back at being like well I started to kind of feel like well if I go to this you know this voice session this week I'm robbing my business of this and uh, I'm robbing my time with my wife or my dog with this and then but then I look back and it's like if I had all of that processed out so here's what I really mean like to get down to it is to take my time that I work during the week and have every single hour essentially created in a, in a structure so it's like you know podcasting okay if we put on the schedule that we're going to podcast for two hours a week I know we're going to get it done so I'm not thinking about anything else. If I put in my workouts like I did for the marathon, it was so beneficial to see that come to fruition because I wrote down at this time on this day, I'm gonna do this for like four and a half months and I just did it and then it worked. So for me, it's really creating process. And the big thing is, is I think this year is kind of like our catapult year for, for our business and personal growth and all of that because we have explored for the last four years, which I would not take anything back from. And it's kind of funny that that was like the same amount of time as college. I think this thing and like kind of like my overarching theme is step two. So step one was removing the, you know, the negative side and the stuff that was weighing me down from my corporate job that wasn't pursuing my purpose, like you mentioned, that was step one. So all the tools 
that I use, that you and I use to get rid of that, we now have to think, implement that for this to take this to step two. And now it's fun because it's like this reflection process at the end of the year, and we'll, we'll talk about that more in another episode. Um, but I think for me, it's like, can I process out my tasks for business as well as personal stuff so that I have more time in the day to explore some of those things and I never feel like it's time wasted or I could be doing other things. Because I know at the end of the day, and you and I know this, that if we said, okay, we're putting this amount of time into this and you and I agree that that's the right amount of time to get that process done over a year, two years, five years, very similar to the training. It's not like you run 50 miles a day for the marathon. Yeah. You said, I do this on Monday, this on Wednesday, this on Friday. All your other stuff throughout the week, you don't have to run. So you can do whatever you want. Now, obviously the things that I wanna be doing are definitely like building myself up, using my creativity so that I can do other cool things. That's gonna be my big thing for the year. And I know that like the weeks, the days, and the months I've executed that higher, I've got more done. I've spent less time wandering around. I've spent less time thinking I should be doing something else. I've spent more time reading. I've spent more time with my dog, more time with my wife, and not even ever had this thought of, is this the right thing to be doing? So for my year, it's process driven and it's discipline equals freedom, Jocko. That's what it is. And I need to really dial in on that. Like I'm pretty good at it. I'm not gonna lie, like I have good routines. I use my Google calendar, but not to the extent in which I could. So that's my goal. That's like yeah. my overarching theme. Yeah, when I was looking through, I had some like frivolous things written down, like leave open space in the system, always travel, say yes to seeing friends and work on your relationships. And the first one to leave open space in the system, that's what you get when you figure that out. And that was my big thing. What, what I actually like to figure out both on my health side through one, I plan and train for things and how I sleep. So two things, my, my health goals are gonna be focused on more races or more short-term goals so that I see a bigger variety. Whereas last year or this year was always all running. Next year, I want it to be a variety of things. It will, of course, include running, but I want it to be a lot more. Um, and process-driven over sleep to free up some of that energy. So that when I have free space in the system, it's like, I feel okay. Like last night was a perfect example. During the day, I got everything I wanted to get done for like the first three days of the week. And it was like, that's perfect. And then I had open space in my day at night to just like take some time to unwind it. And, and, and I feel that today, because then I get to bed early. Like not only did I get free time to hang out, normally I need some free time at the end of the day to unwind, but that cuts into my sleep. I got both, and then today I woke up and I was like, I feel great. And I snapped awake at five. It wasn't like it took me 15 minutes to get up, which it normally does. This was like, I'm out at five, like up and at them, no snooze button. Like that is an amazing feeling. And that happened because there was open space in the system, which happened because there was more discipline around it. And the one thing to your point about getting process driven, I want to do that with my like financial life big time. So be before like I am in a really nice position where I don't have all that much of a draw. I pay rent, but, and I pay for food, but like I don't have a mortgage. We don't have kids. We've got a ton of weddings, but like, I make enough money to cover the wedding cost and save a little bit of money, but I don't have any, I don't have any real targets. So I'm also spent on the whimsical end of being like, oh, well maybe I'll just, you know, spend $50 on dinner on a whim instead of being like, hey, you're gonna spend 20 
or you're gonna go grocery shop and make your food, and then the extra of that is going into your savings. So I like I see the money move around in buckets. The best piece of advice I ever got was just have different accounts for different purposes. So like this is your checking account. This needs to maintain a minimum so you don't get fees in it. And then above and beyond that, you're paying for the little incidentals. This is how much you can spend on your credit card, but like here's your savings, here's your investment account, here's your Roth account, here's your like play investment money account, here's the cookie jar by the island that you're putting five bucks in every time you do XYZ that's going towards like whatever. Creating more of those buckets and structure around that financially to like set goals because we are gonna have some of those things come down the pipe and as much as it's fun just like kind of doing whatever whenever like that's going to come to the, the the guidelines around that are going to become a little more strict and that is something that i'm also like very very actively pursuing and i think with all of that like with the finances set with some of the health set it just leaves more space and with more space i get more creative so it's just like this whole wheel so, fuels yeah. itself and people think it these little things they're like well if i pull this lever it's going to lead to that well how do you know that like what have you tested what have you tried and that's why we are kind of doing this early is like you get a little bit of a test tube for the rest of december to see like hey what are some of the things you want to work on so that when january first rolls around like you've already got some momentum you're not going from a cold stop and my second um direction leads it stems from that and it's it's execution so for me it's been it's been really important personally to explore um, different opportunities and, and same with us at Live Better. It's, you know, we've been doing so many different things over the last four years from retreats to um, corporate engagements, to run club, to um, shooting the tourism video for El Salvador. It's been so many different things, which has been incredible. And I look back at it and I say, okay, now, and this ties into your financial thing, it's like, let's put some financial targets together for the business. And what's important about that is that the finan financial stuff um, compounds over time. So if we can get live better in a really good state financially, if we can say, you know, these are our targets, we're executing on these things, then you have more buckets of money to then go spend on things that will result in downstream revenue which will give us more time, more space, more opportunity to pursue the bigger things, right? If we couldn't pay rent for this office and we were struggling for that, we would be in a different direction than if we had 50 times the rent coming in every month, right? We'd get it, we'd blow this wall out and, and do something else with it. So I think it's really important, like you said, it's like, you know, creating this, this discipline, creating this structure so that we have then legitimate space to create, legitimate opportunity to bring people in, to do larger things, to take risk, to invest in something else. Yeah. And that is where you take your life, whether it's personal finances, or it's your business, or it's your decision on if you're gonna go put a down payment in on a condo, whatever that might be, you need, you need money to do that. And so, what that does is it gives you more time, it gives you more availability. And so I think that that's a really important thing for us this year. And you know, that's one of the things that it's super interesting looking back at, you know, finishing up the Alchemist this month or, or in November was 
uh, is always incredible because every time you read it, there's something new. And I just like look back at my personal legend and the start of my career where I was at Kohl's and Walgreens was so much financial target driven. And I always just thought like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like that, but that was because I was brought into a business that was 80 to 100 years old that had been working that year over year over year. And now I look at us and it's like, we've never really like set that. We never like brought that in. But that's how those businesses grow. That's why people invest in them. That's why people buy stock in those businesses is because they know there's a plan for growth. And I think now we're at such a unique stage and such an awesome opportunity to actually create that, that I think if I can hone that in in my personal life, if we can hone that in here, then opportunities are like truly limitless. And that excites me more than anything else. And I really think that taking the rest of this month to then create like these processes, these plans, and maybe those are going to be evolving over time, but to really be like, okay, we're actually going to create a process around this. And then when the process is created, we implement it and we execute on it as opposed to being like, should we do this? And the amount of times you and I have said, well, we should do this or we should do that. Like if we didn't ever do that again, and we just did 10, 20, 30 X yeah. like this, which then also when you start doing those things, they become more routine and easy, so then you actually have more time to think of the crazy shit. Yeah. And that is awesome. Now, yes, I love the stuff we're doing, and yes, like going on retreats is crazy and fun and, and exciting, and that will never change. So it's like, how can we continue to level up, whether that's grow in breadth of the people we impact or in depth of the people that we already have? That's where I want things to go. I don't want it to just be this like, it's really cool that you guys help out the kids and do this. Like, yeah. yes, uh, it is. And, and I, we're blessed to do that. It's amazing that we can volunteer our time to, to help the kids. It's amazing that we can go to El Salvador and put on these wellness retreats and have people come back and change jobs and get in and out of relationships and do all of that. How can we do that better? Is if we had more time to think about that and create that. And we had more people that we were working with and better experts on things that we aren't the best at, that we're executing at a higher level than we can, which I think is, this year for me, it's like, it fuels me because I'm like, oh, this is the year that we can really make that a thing by creating process and then executing on that. Yeah, the, the, to one of your last points, you're talking about getting other people in on the mission who are helping. I think this year was like a huge growth for us in terms of partnership and just being introduced to a lot of people who not only can help us, but we can help them in a very like synergistic, manage or um, manner and that is exciting to me because I think the more people that we meet and the more we get to do the more that that amplifies and it the more that I'm learning how powerful it is just to know somebody who can be helpful to you um, and then to also be willing to help on the back end of that and I think creating processes around like what we charge for, what we give away for free, who we work for in terms of impact versus what we do for profit and figuring out that mix is a huge part of it because for anybody who ever asked me, they're like, hey, should I quit my job to become a trainer or a yoga instructor? I'm like, it's not a great way to make a living, to be honest, because you're just trading your time for dollars and if you can't trade your time, you make no dollars. So you have to you need wake to up diversify early, the stay way. Up late, yeah, you have to diversify. work on the weekends. Yeah, all the time, and you have to diversify. I think the way that you work, you have to diversify who you work with, and you have to figure out a long-term plan. And, and that does include some more surface-level considerations, like how are you going to make money? Because then you don't have the space to do things like take risks or volunteer your time. And 
in volunteering your time. You meet other people who are volunteering their time, which then come back into profit. And I think in my life, I'm figuring out that mix between what I do for impact versus what I do for money and being okay with not making as much money because the impact is bigger in, in one area and maybe giving up some of the impact and going deeper on some things that are earning money and just understanding that is kind of the balance between maybe what you do for your career and what you do for your side hustle or your passion project for now. Maybe that's where you feel like you're getting impacted. And for me, some of the impact to myself and also impact I think that I could have on other people, a lot of that will come out of the creative side. Um, not saying that like me learning to play the piano is gonna like, you know, inspire somebody else to do anything other than it will help my brain start to just feel more creative, which then ties into things like the writing, which ties into things like, oh, let's get creative about the way maybe I structure my training or how that blends into other writing I'm doing or other things that we're doing for social media or whatever that might be. Yeah, one and understanding one, the like the layering effect of that. Yeah, one quick caveat to that, and then just keep going is, um, we just heard just heard this really good book about building a story brand, and he equates building your brand to a novel or a movie. So when you're talking creatively, you look at a song, right? A song has a beginning, middle, and end. It has crescendos. It has, you know, times of lull. And what you can look at that is say like, oh, this song works. It's popular. It's impactful because of the way it's written. So when you're writing a piece, you're going to come back to like, you're going to use that part of your brain very much similarly. It's like, okay, we all don't use math every single day. We all don't use geometry every single day, but you kind of do, right? Like you set up this space knowing that these angles look good because you've seen them before. So yeah. for you, it's like, if you can learn an instrument, like you can get into a creative flow. Like imagine if you went into a piano right now and started playing a song, like, and I put the sheet music up, you'd have no idea what it meant. But in a year from now, if you can do that in flow, you can play that same song with no music, with just hearing the song, you're in flow in a different thing. That will translate to you being in flow, writing, running, jumping, whatever it may be. Yeah, that, that has been big for me, that'll be a part of the reflections episode that we do but I read a ton this year and will continue to read a lot next year and that is always when people are like oh you read like what do you read about or like how come you read so much I started reading at a really young age a lot all through middle school all through high school read for fun like outside of required reading um, and, and did so in college a lot too and the things that I like to read are a extremely wide variety of I read biographies and I read self-help books and business books and fiction books and spy novels and whatever I can get my hands on. And the real, the real process is just language learning. Just like you said, it's, it's pattern recognition of words. That helps you become a better writer, speller. That helps you read faster. It just helps your reading efficiency overall um, because your eyes go from one word to the next and you understand what should come and you make these like little assumptions while you're reading. You do it subconsciously the way that like just grammar is put together. And I think doing that, you understand patterns and then you understand, oh, well, the way that Danny Meyer sets up and thinks about the principles on the way that he opens a new restaurant should apply to the way that we talk about the way that we work in health and wellness in the city of Chicago. I pulled a lot of the stuff we talk about for community impact, the way that we operate in a city from him. 
doesn't do anything like what we do. But he's a business in a city in the way that his principles from his restaurant translate over into the way that he thinks about himself as a part of the community is, is a big way I've thought about how we fit into the city of Chicago now. If we're blessed to be able to do all these things and have food on the table, like that should be an accessible thing to everybody, no matter where you live um, or no matter where you go to school, especially if it's CPS, like those kids need access to the same resources that we have um, to show them more of a potential. And like the downstream effect of that was just leaving open space in the system to read more books, to understand that, and then apply that to the way that we do business. So I take like a shit ton of notes on all the books that I read. And then we'll connect the dots. I'll make little shorthand for the title of books. And I'll say, like, for The Alchemist, I'll put, like, you know, A-L-C-H or whatever. And I'll put a box around it to signal book. And then underneath that, in a different book's notes, it'll say, oh, this quote translates to this part of The Alchemist. Or, like, hey, you should read these two passages side by side, and they're linked this way. Or A plus B works this way really well to get to something that I wanted. Like I took two principles from a Tim Ferriss book and two principles from Danny Meyer's book and then two principles from Start With Why. And now I've arrived at item D, which is A plus B plus C now equals like the way I'm going to do D. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, I mean, reading is obviously a huge part of my goals every single year. Um, one thing that I agree with and I think is interesting is you mentioned that when we get to meet new people, for example, like whenever you and I go to New York, it's just like insane. We meet so many people. There's so many opportunities. It's like this fuel, this energy. And so we've talked about, okay, how can we get out there a couple more times a year to have good conversation, to meet up with people that are like-minded and, um, it just fuels us to like, you know, kickstart some stuff. So when I think about that, I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do to create that time that we can go out there and do something? And then going back to a book, Never Eat Alone, what does the process of those meetings look like? So those meetings need to be productive. They need to have meeting. They need to have follow-up. A lot of the meetings that we've had have been like insane and amazing and awesome. And then it's like, where does the follow-up, how does it go? Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. So if like I look at that, he creates an unbelievable spreadsheet of every person he's ever met that provides value to him or he can provide value to, writes some notes about them the last time they met, what they conversed about. So I've been working on that sheet, and now for me that's like going to be a big piece of this year is, okay, let's think about individuals or businesses that we're working with. Where are we at with them? What was the last thing we discussed? So say, for example, we go back and we go into a meeting with somebody that we were in New York with last time, and we have this great conversation. If you had like three things that you talked about in the last meeting ready to go that you didn't have to like think off the cuff, that meeting is just going to be more productive. Yeah. And then on top of that, you can start to say like, how can I make this relationship better? And so he uses some like tactical stuff, but if it's coming from a good place, it's, it's very valuable. What's their birthday? What's one current event that's happened in their life? What were they wearing when the last time you met them? And you're like, oh man, last time you were in that bull's coat, like, yeah. what happened to that? Boom, you are already to a deeper level that they're going to start to open up with you a little bit more about. Oh, it was your birthday last week. How was 50? But, whoa, you know it's my birthday? Oh, Birthdays, yeah. Birthdays, yeah, birthday, so, milestone stuff. Milestones like that. is huge, great. Yeah. And so I think those are some things where it's like it might seem like strategic when you look at it in a spreadsheet, but when, it, when you go into the meeting with that person and you can actually have conversation with them, 
it's a really important thing. It's like a baseball card. The reason that has stats on that is so you know what the player is doing. Like it's if you saw the player and you're like, oh sweet, you won MVP three years ago, they'd be like, oh that's cool. Like you knew that. Like that is there's like a value to it. It's almost like creating your little baseball card for everybody you meet, and then. What is the process of the follow-up look like? How do we create value for that person or that place or that business that we're working with so that these meetings aren't just timed together, but there is something that's going to happen on the back end? And also, what's the prep look like? It's like taking less of them and making them better is so much more valuable. And I think the process around simple things like a meeting, like you read um, Dare to Lead, and she talks about meeting efficiency. And she's like, in an hour-long meeting, it's already too long, and <laughs> 30 40% yeah. of it is wasted on bullshit. So let's cut down to the chase. Let's have a pre-meeting note set, set. Let's have somebody send out the minutes right after with follow-up. And it's like we've structured these things to be efficient and effective at the same time so that you get more time back in your day. Like all the meetings that you would go to that would end early, everyone would be like, oh, I give, I'm giving you back 15 minutes. What were you doing with that time? Yeah. So let's give ourselves back 15 minutes and know that you can do that and play piano for 15 minutes tonight. Yeah. And that is what's going to give you a higher output later. I mean, we're in it for the long game, which is so valuable, but the long game has to have plans and strategic strategy behind it. Yeah. I, I know that when I have the extra time to do things, when I'm excited about doing something skill-related or creativity-related, that's when I'm, like, the most passionate, and I think that carries over big time into, like, the next day. Finding free space to be, like, to rush home to play piano for 15 minutes is, like, a cool thing, and that gives you, like, another quick little burst of energy to do whatever else you need to do for the rest of the day. Yeah. Rather than just having this dead time where you're, like, eh, what should I be doing? How can I be doing this? And I think to just circle all the way back... It becomes difficult when you set a New Year's resolution, which is really just one goal. It's not actually a resolution. Like the resolution is I want to be healthier. But then people are like, oh, well, that resolution is not that, that resolution is not uh, specific enough. But that's not what a resolution is. Yeah. A goal is specific. It has timeliness. Yeah, yeah, it has timeliness. It has relevance. It's specific. It's measurable. How are you measuring that? Well, you can't really measure getting healthy until you put parameters behind it. But I think focusing on my health is a good direction. If you want to call it a resolution, fine. I'm going to finally get healthy in 2020. Okay, great. Now, what under that direction, what are these small little goals? And then how are you going to free up time in your whole schedule to be able to Mm -hmm. do that? And that section for me, that direction for me of creativity then unlocks these other little things to know what I want to spend time on rather than waste days, weeks, months at a time figuring out what that is. I'm just like, no, I'm just going to pursue more writing. I'm going to pursue more music. I'm going to pursue more language learning. And I'm going to do that by making sure I'm healthy, making sure we have all the processes done for all the other things, making sure my financial health is in gear so that when I have downtime, I feel good about spending that on what would otherwise might seem like frivolous tasks like playing the piano. But that then I know for a fact that those types of things carry over into in a big way to more task-oriented things for me. So like my overall direction is moving more towards creative and getting dialed in on the number of things I'm like training for, planning more different 
variable style of races, getting back into more sports stuff. I like can't wait to snowboard again this winter a ton. Um, and then continue to surf more next yeah. year, which has been great. This year we get to surf a lot. Um, and then take that into like mountain biking for the summer, spend some time in the mountains and then like cycle that all the way back. That for me is like a great framework to then build business on top of. Yep. And I think people try and go the other way. They try and add so many things to their business life, thinking that because money is the outcome to that, that then that money is going to buy them all this extra time to do these things, which is not the case. Like I'm trying to subtract as much work as possible and then set parameters around my health and around business to then open up more time. But with the full thought and understanding that that cycles back and makes the business part of it more productive, more efficient, and honestly choosing more effective things to do because like my pattern recognition is better. I'm constantly like in flow more often than yeah, imagine if, more often than I'm being tired or whatever. Yeah, imagine if, you know, writing wake up Wednesday instead of taking six hours takes three. Yeah. Because you're you're a better writer. Yeah. Like if you went to a you know a weekend workshop that was 24 hours a day for two days, but then you can say over the next five years, I'm going to take away this amount of time. Like it becomes a thing. And for me, that circles back to like one of our favorite books, The War of Art. And it's, for me, like when I was doing my voice stuff, it worked because I was taking lessons regularly. And that fell off because I started to put that time into other things. And so now I look at them like if I can section off, even if it's an hour a week, like it might not be, you might not play piano two hours a day. You're not, you know, you might not write two hours a day. And I think a lot of people think that you need to. It's like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to be a writer, I have to write for like nine hours starting at 10 and then till, you know, whenever. But if you're saying, you know what, I want to just learn how to play piano. If you were to say you're taking one piano lesson a week at 11 to 12 on Thursdays for the rest of the year, you will be a lot better than yeah. if you just say, I want to learn to play piano. I bought a piano. I signed up for this online course. Yeah. You know, silver is going to help me once yeah. every six weeks. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, like, Ryan, I'm coming for you. Yeah, right. You, you can help us with all this. But for me, that's where the discipline around the creativity works for me. And it's not necessarily like making it militant. It's more just like you said, setting a parameter of time for X. So one of my other things that it's like never going to happen, but maybe is like my handwriting getting better. And I have a little book over there. It started last year. I was filling out all these pages and I look at all my notes, my one line a day journal. And the time I was doing that, it's all better. But then what happens? It falls off because it's not something I tie value to. But if I just say, okay, every Friday morning from eight to nine, from eight to eight thirty, it's handwriting time. Yeah. I will be better at the end of the year than if I jam it in in January. Yeah. So for me, the creative stuff is like spread out the time and dampen the goal a little bit. Okay. I'm not going to be Ed Sheeran by the end of 2020, <laughs> but I can learn three Ed Sheeran songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if I say like, you know, my, like it's interesting, like the creativity side, I have my guitar at home. Like I love to do it. I know all the chords. I can piece them together, but I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, what, what's a goal I can make musically? Cause literally my 2019 goal was the year of the voice. Like I wanted to sing and it just didn't come to fruition full spectrum because I just didn't put the time in. But if I was like, okay, if I want to, let's learn five songs by the end of next year. That's it. Yeah. Five songs on guitar that I could play forward and backward a hundred times. If that was it, and I said, it's going to take me 15 minutes a week to do this, I would learn five songs by the end of the year. Well, that's the big thing. When you move through, there's a learning model that basically shows like 
you know what you know, you know what you don't know, then like um, you have to think about what you're doing and then all of a sudden it goes back to unconscious. It's like when you start doing something new, you have to learn the technical skills of doing it before like you can flow and make great music. Like you, that people are like, oh, how do I get runner's high? It's like, you have to run a ton before your body will ever allow you get to get to that state because it's still learning how to run. You're thinking about what you're doing way too much. Mm -hmm. Your body is thinking about what it has to do. It's making too many decisions. That needs to get shut off and running needs to get unconscious. And when you can unconsciously do it really well, meaning you're not thinking about the actions you're taking, you're not thinking about stuff, that's when you get into flow. So if you're trying to make great music, you're never going to compose some insane song or be able to take like any type of lyrical freedom at all if you can't sing. If like, you're like, you have to C, yeah, D, yeah, G, exactly. it's like, yeah, it's, you can't be boom, thinking boom, boom. about yeah. that. You got to just be able to play and let, let that come to you. But like the technical skills have to be written in yeah. first. And I think that's honestly sort of how I think about all of this. It's like, what are the technical skills to free up some of that flow in my life? And the technical skills are like getting my financial health done, getting yes. my business because those are sitting done, here task oriented stuff where I have to think about it because it takes thought. I can't just like unconsciously answer all my emails or do any of that shit. So thinking about those tasks on an easy level first and having to do them to then open up free time to allow some of that, like kind of no pun intended, but like music to flourish yeah. instead of, trying to force everything through, like you're never going to get into any type of like creative progress without the, the baseline skills done first. And that's what takes to your point, like the day after day, the mm-hmm. week after week, you're not just going to come back to it. Like riding a bike took some falls and like took some serious yeah. time to make it so easy, like yeah. riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, like we're super excited for 2020 there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. We have a lot of cool things to to focus on and, and to grow, and and I think it's just really important to take some time to think about how you're going to execute on that. And one thing we'll do, and I'll hold us accountable to this, is do a midway mid year checkpoint podcast on yep. how much how we're doing. And I think it you one of those things is holding each other accountable and having putting this shit out into the world. That's why I put my goals on Instagram is because I want people to know what I'm working on because it makes me have some like you know have some push so um we're really excited for that we've got a couple other podcasts coming out around this stuff too we're going to do one on reflection for the year um we've had a really big year there's been a lot of cool stuff and we want to just talk about the year um and then we'll do um a little bit more too just kind of like thinking about like some more specific goals and how you can break that stuff down so again this this episode is really about direction and where you can take the year um we've got a little bit of time you know I mean, as much time as you, you don't have to start january 1st but if you want to start thinking about it for the next few weeks about directions you want to take we'd love to hear about those so shoot us an email um you know, leave some comments or DM us on Instagram. We'd love to hear about where you're trying to take things because we're always trying to learn um, or any recommendations you have for strategies to do that, such as books or other podcasts or any other learning tools. We're always down to learn about those. And we are super hyped for everything that's coming in 2020. So um, we're heading to Hawaii next week. So maybe that'll be in the mix. Um, But thanks so much for listening and have the best day ever. Peace.